0: people of los angeles hi it's me neil brennan i'm doing a show at the fonda theater november 11th two shows as a matter of fact i said one i said a but i'm you know the truth is i'm doing two of them get tickets now n-e-a-l-b-r-e-n-n-a-n.com neilbrennan.com november 11th it's a saturday i believe the shows are at 6 30 and 9 and I have to do shows at 6.30 because as Ali Wong said, all of my fans are depressed and they have to get to sleep early. NeilBernard.com. People who aren't comfortable with compliments, I relish in them. <laughs> you welcome them? You challenge me? <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, let me explain to you my my outlook on our guest today. My outlook on our guest today is... People have been doing stand up for a roughly a hundred years in some form, and I would guess that twenty thousand people have tried it. And this guy finished in the top ten of the twenty thousand people that have tried it. I, I, if I was in the right mood, I'd go top five. Man, wow! And a massive influence on—I don't want to say anyone who does stand up, but I know a lot of people. Who can't listen to you or watch you, because if they do, they do you for a week. <laughs> uh, I believe Pete Holmes has told me that. Mike Berbiglia has referenced that. <laughs> me and Mike Berbiglia talked about you on his or maybe my podcast. I think Bill Burr owes you a debt of gratitude. Sebastian, Nate Bargatze, like guys, there are guys, and I don't. I'm not saying that like they're biting from you. You're so good. Again. It's hard. I find myself when I do an act out. The longer I do stand up, the more I get into the Brian Regan crouch. Yes, yes, yes. On an act out, wow. seek Brian Regan out on uh, on your YouTube's and your Netflix. This is I'm going to keep talking so that you don't have a chance to butt in and ruin everything. I the first time I went to a comedy club was the the New York Improv in 1988, and I saw. You crush in a way I still don't think anyone has I've seen crush like that. Maybe 87. Chappelle saw you at the same period before you did stand up. And we were both like, what is this? Like, what is this person doing? You were doing a dog bit about <laughs> dogs barking. Right. Would be a human being just yelling. Hey, 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 hey. Amazing bit. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> I've just ruined it.
1: But you're such a good comedian. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you very much. It means the world to me. Seriously. A uh, compliment like that is really, really nice to hear. So thank you very much. I
0: would also like to
1: tell everyone
0: that you couldn't, you would think Brian Reagan doesn't need compliments. <laughs> like it just says, you just go, Brian Reagan doesn't need compliments. It's like It's like Seinfeld. You ever compliment Seinfeld? And he's like, Oh, thank – he's so grateful, and you're like, dude, you're Jerry
1: Seinfeld. What are you talking about? He's like – he it means a lot to everybody. Of course. I mean, you know, we put a lot of effort into comedy and, you know, to have people laugh at it and have people, you know, tip their hat towards it, if that's a correct expression. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you tip your hat towards comedy? I don't know. But don't know. Um, it feels good when people say good things, especially comedians. Yeah. I always felt – if you want to find out who's good at something, ask people who do that. You know how when they first started letting fans decide who the major league all stars were, mm-hmm. I was like, if you want to know who the best third baseman is, ask third baseman. Yes. They know who the best third baseman is. And so a compliment from a comedian is a high honor. So thank you. Of course. Did you ever feel like you dis
0: like, did you figure out what the type of bits you're you're Did you find yourself writing the same kinds of bits in the same area? Like most of your bits from the outside are, I'm overwhelmed and I don't understand what's happening.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, that's a common thread. You know, um, I've tried over the years to write away from how people are starting to define me. As soon as I feel like w- – w- as soon as I start feeling like people are saying, oh, this is what you do, then I would be like, all right, I don't want to be just that. I, I-, I want to be more interesting. I want to ha- have more perspectives, you know? So um, I used to crouch around on stage all the time, and people go, oh, he's the guy who crouches around back and forth. And I'm like, I'll show them. People would yell at you on the street. I will stand erect. <laughs> Now what are you gonna say? Yeah, and then they go, "Oh, you're the guy who always feels stupid." You know, you always yep. feel stupid. So I started writing anger fantasies. You know, it's like I wanted to show <laughs> me doing a comeuppance to other people. You know, so I, I, I just I never wanted to be something that you could just easily define. I, I'd rather I'd rather, and I think in some ways it's held me back because. I don't have you know I have a following, I have a nice following, but I'm not like huge, you know, I mean, there are people right. who are who are huge, who are great and deserve to be huge, and uh I've never had that, and sometimes I wonder, well, maybe it's because I purposely don't want to be a particular thing that you can advertise but or I, push. yeah, I know
0: what you mean you don't want to you don't want to be known for one thing Burr Bur, Bill Burr actually does between specials will like work on a new type of bit because he's like, I, to your point. And it, Or like a basketball player doesn't want to be like, once the crowd has the scouting report on you, you don't want to. And by the way, I, buddies of mine that play basketball, the scouting reports are so thorough where they're like, we'll do one jab step, fake right, go left. They, all, they know everyone's thing and they still get beat because it's impossible
1: to beat. I was never good at basketball. I can only dribble with my right hand. Can't dribble with my left hand. All of my friends, brothers, everybody is athletic. For some reason, <laughs> I can't dribble with my left hand. So I'm playing on a pickup game with some friends of mine. And uh, I got a guy covering me. And I'm able to get around him on the right, go underneath the basket, and do one of those like Dr. Yeah. J, like sure. underneath the hoop things. Yeah. Got the ball again, did the same thing, went around him to the right, did the underneath. <laughs> I, I, I'd never been able to play like that in my whole life. I yeah. made two baskets in a row, both underneath, you know, with the yeah. bam. And a friend of mine on the other team calls timeout and he goes and talks to the guy. And I know he's telling him he can't <laughs> dribble with his left hand. So from that was the last point that I scored. So In he just covered me over on the right yeah. and I was dead and for that's the rest it. of the game. Yeah, and
0: you're afraid the audience is going to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, this guy's going to go low. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> if he crouches, don't laugh. Exactly. But I will say... You, a bit you wrote that and i had the thought when did you do that joke about um they want to give us a lot of credit 2017 the other team sports yeah. just, i literally thought how the fuck is he still writing bits this good oh thank this you this 35 years into writing jokes like it was because it was different and it was like was it a concerted effort or you just had the had the we've got the idea and we're like, that's, that'll be fun.
1: I never know how to come up with a bit, you know, like some people say you, you sit down and you write for an hour. Yeah. Some people say they're disciplined like that. Yeah. I've tried that. (laughs) if I sit down in front of a blank piece of paper for an hour, an hour later, it's going to be a blank piece of paper. I don't, I don't know how to manufacture something out of my head. I have to just go through my life and, see something or hear something or experience something and then you know whatever part of that brain that goes hey man that's kind of funny then then i can then i can sit down and go all right i can put some words around this and see if i can try it on stage so the lot of credit is just watching the you know everybody say that after ball games after you it's hear the it, like the is, fourth or fifth time you go uh, this what is the it, other team supposed to do with this credit exactly yeah So then you just act out the fantasy of how ridiculous it is that the other team would care. (laughs) You
0: know, I won't be able to clear the bit because it's YouTube. But but the bit is basically when a
1: team wins, they go, "Well, we won," but you got to give the other team a lot of credit. Got to give them a lot of credit. And then I do the thing of, I wonder if that news ever gets to the losers' (laughs) locker room. And then I have a guy running over, going, "Hey, fellas, great news." I just came from the winner's locker room. You are not going to believe this. They are giving all of you a lot of credit. I- I'm not kidding. I-, I-, I got here as quickly as I could, but it was hard with the balloons and the champagne. I got here as fast as I could to share the news that you're getting a lot of credit for their championship. And they're inviting all of you to come over and kiss their new rings. <laughs> There you go. That's Brian. If you
0: don't know who Brian Regan is, that's a pretty So you good don't have distillate. to clear the clip now. Nope, don't the only reason clear I it. did it is
1: so you wouldn't have to clear the Thanks,
0: clip. Thanks, mister. We don't got to clear nothing. We got it. We own the bit now. Now I sell it. Yeah. This is how it works out. Welcome to the internet, dumbass. <laughs>
1: If I if I were smart, I would say, all right, well then this interview is over. <laughs> yeah, you're not smart. But, no, I'm not smart. You're I'm gonna do more bids. <laughs> we've seen your I'm gonna do more bids for you. Yeah, we've seen the and rest I, I don't rest. keep going. Are you you have that one too? <laughs> and you own that one too? I'm s I'm a pattern. <laughs> yeah. You're old. You don't get it.
0: <laughs> we don't need to. We this is fairly emo, this podcast. We don't I don't think that's your thing really, but we will discuss the the things that make you what we call blocks right things that make you feel like something's wrong with you you wrote number one funny off stage what is what do you mean by that i should have i
1: should have written
0: no you can tell me and i'll own
1: it not (laughs) not being funny off stage i'm i'm incredibly capable of being incredibly unfunny I don't know how to be funny in certain situations. If I am introduced at a party or something like that as a comedian, as soon as I, as soon the moment I feel like there's a prove it to me aspect, comedy shuts down. I I have zero ability to prove it to you. And I, I, I have a chip on my shoulder. Like, why do I have to prove it? Um, and there are times when I'm like just hanging out with people who don't know who I am and I'm I'm being very <laughs> unfunny. <laughs> it's as if it's like an activity. I'm I'm yeah, purposely we, being unfunny. That's not true. We meet up. I just don't know how to be funny and I and I often wonder how am I able to do it like on stage, you know? But I've had enough experiences on stage where it's like, well, I know I can do it at least occasionally. I know yeah. I can do it Enough to have some audiences like it, where I can make a living at it. So I'm not naive. I know that I can do it, but off but stage, in that moment, off I, stage, I I I I don't. I'm not good at it. That's one reason why I'm uncomfortable with podcasts and stuff like that because I don't feel as naturally funny as a, a lot of people who are really good at comedy are in situations like that. If I
0: wanted you to punch me in the face. At a party, I would go like, "You're a comedian, not being very funny now." <laughs> Literally, that you want to talk about anger fantasy, the things I've done in my mind to people that have said that to me. Mm-hmm. I've murdered them. I've put their, <laughs> I've dipped their bodies in acid. I've like di- awful thing because it's so <laughs> insulting. And it gives them the up, uh, makes them funny somehow, right? Do you know what I mean? Like then they have the upper hand,
1: and uh, I don't like that. And also that feeling like what what entitles them to be the ultimate judge on whether uh, you know that person validates me and and what I do. Yeah. I was on a flight one time. I never ever say what I do unless I'm asked point blank. Hmm. If somebody asked me point blank, then I'm. I'm gonna be honest, you know what I mean? But but if somebody's Ooh, just if being point blank, like so what do you do for work? Is that point blank? That's point blank. Okay. That's point blank. But if somebody's going, are uh, you where are you headed? Right. Uh, I, I, I'll just say, go it's I'm, funny. <laughs> I'm going I've to to one of my stand up comedy shows <laughs> where I'm I'm very funny. Do you, you like stand up comedy? Yeah. yeah. So surely you're familiar with me. <laughs> so if they say, uh, where are you headed? I'll just go, I'm going to uh, New York. Oh, yeah, how long are you going to be there? I'm going to be there for a couple days. Are you working there? Yeah, I'm doing some work. Like I'll just keep trying to dodge, 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 dodge. But if they go, well, what what do you do? What do you do for a living? Then I will cop to it. So I did that to one guy. I'm sitting next to him on a plane. He's telling me what he does and all that. And, you know, I'm not that good at that small talk stuff, but I'm trying to hang in there. And he goes, what do you do? So I said, uh, well, I'm I'm actually a stand-up comedian. And he goes, I could do that. Like <laughs> right, like right yep. out of the right out of the shit. Automatic. Automatic. We're we're both equals at what I do. Yep. I'm like, wow. <laughs> have you ever tried it? He goes, No, but I but I would be good at it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You don't have the time. <laughs> I mean, I found, you know, when you talk about your anger fantasies and stuff like that, it was like, I mean, talk about insulting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a better person than this guy. I I, I, I doubt I could do what you You're do.
0: You're abso-fucking-lutely a better comedian. I'll give you the list of who was allowed to say that. <laughs> and I promise <laughs> yeah, you, they <laughs> weren't on it. They weren't sitting next to you on a flight. <laughs> the people can go, I could do that. Well, that's that part of that is the illusion you make it look easy. It's the difference between skate, watching someone skateboard, and trying to skate. You ever try to skate? You ever just stand on a skateboard? It's so hard right. and terrifying. But you see Tony Hawk or these guys do it. You're like, I, can, I'm,
1: I feel like I can do that. When we were kids, We were watching surfing. These guys were surfing on these big giant waves, and a family friend came in, watched for uh, about a minute, and said, "It's just balance."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, he's not
1: wrong. He's right.
0: (laughs) He's not wrong. And what do you? What do you? You're just talking. It's just balance. And you're
1: just talking. It's it's just getting on stage and being funny. I mean, yeah. I who can't do that? I'm going to go in the other room. And do hard stuff
0: that's not surfing. <laughs> it's something more hard than surfing or stand-up comedy. Yeah. And, but, I, but I also think Seinfeld had a joke where he's like, everyone that comes to a comedy show is the funny person in their group. <laughs> so they all are kind of like... And then at a certain point, you have to wear them down to the point of like, you couldn't do this. I know you, it's fun to think you,
1: you have been funny, but not... But and and I also I try to be careful. Like I don't mean it. Like from a cocky perspective. Like wow, I'm, you know, I'm really good at this. It's just everybody chooses a different thing to do in life, you know. And I I've chosen to do stand up comedy. I worked a lot at it, and you know, I I I, I have a, a a little bit of an ability to make some people laugh sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it's just awkward. It's funny to explain you're you that to you. And you're more humble about it than
0: the guy sitting next to you. Yes. You've been crushing in a way that I can't believe. I saw it 35 years ago. I still remember it. This guy's never seen it less humble than you are. that That's the. Are you ever confident? And I don't mean this in a cocky way. Like if someone was like, if someone said you're not funny, does a tape start playing? I'm like, motherfucker. No, you wouldn't say motherfucker, but whatever. Um, you mean n- like def- I, I, I know a lot of people in my. I put myself in this group, which is I'm defensively arrogant. If you insult me, I have a list I can read. If you, if we're normal, I'm walking around like fairly. I would argue like like a regular, maybe lower self esteem, but like if you, if like bumped.
1: <laughs> I it's like oh, huh I would I would I wouldn't be surprised if you did or didn't I want to be a nice guy in life you know it's like I usually try to go the nice guy route so I I, I don't get combative with somebody like that even that guy even in your head though you oh in get... my head of course That's has when you're talking about. about anger fantasies of course I've yeah. got those I've got violent fantasies uh, left and right I, I, <laughs> maybe i shouldn't like no, claim that late. you know no, but <laughs> so come you back can... to to haunt me like in a court of trial sometime <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. future like, now well, you said you had you the sa- violent fantasies y- it wasn't an accident
0: you knew the microphone was in front of you and you said it you said it right to the camera that you knew was your
1: camera <laughs> you, you were told ahead of time which camera it was um so, yeah, there, there's like two things going on in my head, you know. Uh, I was saying the other day that sometimes I feel like, you know, you see those big fire trucks where there's a guy in the front driving, but there's a guy in the back also with a steering wheel. Sometimes I feel like my brain is like that. There's 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 two things going on, and they're always combating each other. And, you know, you got the one guy in the front going, well, we got to be reasonable and fit in. And then you got the guy in the back going,
0: hell with everybody. <laughs> does this work at all yeah that's actually what i would argue is like your gift is the the life of the mind of like trying to be normal and trying to be like yeah i'm gonna go about this in a regular thing and then the conflict with like yeah but also what (laughs) like again another incredible bit which you're about to do uh, no, i'm kidding um the but the u p s bit
1: i called u p s
0: that's more I guess that would be overwhelmed but but an amazing bit about the conflict of like you're acting like I should know this right. <laughs> how would I know this? how could i possibly i wanna be nice and i i guess everyone learned this at some point. I don't remember that is what your really good at it. so i'm happy to hear that like even saying i've never heard someone say did you say anger fantasy or revenge fantasy it is such a great i
1: realized that she said it like yeah you did start doing bits like that it was when i i felt i was starting to do too many i feel like when i say you too at the wrong time and stuff like that taking the cab to the airport coming out and i'm getting out and the driver goes hey uh have a good flight <laughs> you too Do you have a nice flight, too. Kate, you ever fly someday. I mean, I like those bits, but those were always me feeling like an idiot in society, and I'm acting out the fantasy of it being even more ridiculous than it actually is and then I'm like, well, there's more to me than that, you know, and it's like, um, I want to do where I'm observing the other people being dumb, and then I want to do my fantasy of of me. You know one upping them so what you were
0: saying is, look, I'm not the only dumb person right I'm looking at a lot of
1: other dummies,
0: right, and guess who's about to be in the spotlight right
1: i don't want to be I don't want to be the guy behind a microphone like i'm I'm the moron I want to be like an observer of myself I, I want to be a guy who feels that about himself at times but who also knows that he's an okay person and that other people are also doing dumb things and the world is also not the way it should be i I, want to i want the observer to be intelligent right even though the fantasies are stupid or angry but the observer i want the observer to be a guy who's on his game it's so funny because you
0: are even the conflict is that and like you write bits and you're like yeah but i'm not me, too, I do say me too at the wrong time, but also, and you, yeah, UPS was overwhelming, but, but also, yeah, I'm not the, I'm not an idiot. Right. I'm a moron, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not an idiot. Like, I, I, I get this is not set up correctly. And let's talk about these setups a little bit. Like, the guy that, again, another incredible bit that's popping in my head. The guy at the party says that ain't nothing. Who's the,
1: He's the uh, he's the idiot, right? Correct. And that one, I want him to be the the moron. He's the one who's you know that that needs to be uh, taken down a t- taken down. You know, and, and it's like I, I don't. So it's fun to be able to do those kinds of jokes as well. And then when you get an audience laughing with you, it feels good because it's like they feel they feel the same way. Every, everybody. I think everybody's a bit uncomfortable, you know, maybe some people are completely secure in themselves, but I think everybody has that two thing going on in their head, you know, and you're at a party or a social situation you're at work or whatever it is, you know, there's always that. Am I doing the right thing here? Am I doing the right thing or is that guy doing the right thing? You know, and both of those can be funny. Yes. The bit,
0: if I may blow it and then I'll, 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 it's a sting operation where I do it poorly and then I make you do it. Brian's at a party, tells a story, and a guy says,
1: "That ain't nothing." <laughs> right. It just completely negates everything that led up to that. Yep. And uh, I don't even remember the bit. I, 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 these bits come and go for me sometimes. So you no, know, I, think- I believe it. And then, you, and then you talk about Neil Armstrong. Oh, oh, oh! Got it, got it. That's the uh, okay. That's right. That's where that comes from. Yeah. And then I say the ultimate uh, fantasy would be one of the 12 astronauts who have walked on the moon because they can beat anybody's story whenever they want. And then you let some guy do his whole thing about his traveling. And, you know, I travel all over the world. I got planes. I got a fleet of uh, sports cars. I travel. I was against Zurich, the Mount Kilimanjaro expedition. We might have to cancel that. Blah, 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 blah. I walked on the moon. (laughs) And then he's flattened. Yep. A lot. There's a lot
0: of assholes in that story. <laughs> um. So the funny offstage thing, have you, d- do you try to neutralize it? Or you just try to stay away from any place where you're expected to be funny that you don't
1: think is hospitable to you being funny? I put myself out there. You know, it's like you got to go to family gatherings. You got to go to uh get togethers and things like that, but I'm never 100% comfortable. I'm always, especially if I'm around people who don't know me or, you know, um, so it's just, it's a constant quest to try to find comfort. And I, I I don't know if I've ever hit it.
0: I don't know that you're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Like I, you know, I feel the same way about me or like a lot of people. It's like, it's just kind of, that's what it's going to be. That's kind of the preset. You can maybe make it a little more manageable, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's kind of what you're here for is to be uncomfortable
1: and talk about it. That's one reason why I, I really like hanging out with comedians because it's, you can be unfunny around comedians and they understand that. Yes. And we all know, we like, all know that we're sometimes funny and sometimes yes. not, And and, and, and so you, you get the whole gamut of, of a personality. But when you're around somebody who doesn't know what a comedian is, and, and then they somehow think that you're just going to be a clown for them. You know, it, that's where it gets weird for me.
0: There's also a thing with comedians is like, we know when we're like, oh, we're all going to jump this we're all gonna be funny now <laughs> <laughs> and then we all <laughs> <laughs> there's like, yeah, like oh a, a, a,
1: a big thing of meat and yeah. everybody's got their, <laughs> their knife and we're just all going <laughs> yes. after the same it's like, it's
0: like oh someone starts it and then we're like oh are we gonna oh fuck great <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah um it's great it's like a it's like a text chain for regular people it's like a text chain but in person where we're all just fucking yeah We've talked before about the pavlock, the little shocker thing that I wore on my Netflix block special. This thing gives me a small electric shock every three minutes on stage to remind me to smile more. Been happening the entire show. (laughs) Where uh, I wear it on stage and it would shock me and it's a tiny electric shock. It's not like, duh. It's just like, it would remind me to smile more. See, I can always use it. It's a good product. I was like waiting for it, then it came on the market and I was like, I'll take, I think I bought two. Pavlock is a wearable tracker with a twist. It can administer a mild electric shock, which most things can't. Uh other wearables merely track your behavior. Pavlok is here to change it for the better. So you can program it to uh break habits. If you're doing like I was pulling my beard a lot and I I wore it and I would give myself a little shock. And it's weird. It just works on your brain. Uh so it's like having a personal coach on your wrist And it doubles as the best waking up device with a shock that is impossible to sleep through. There's also one where you have to do exercises to stop the shock. You have to do push-ups on one. You have to do uh, puzzles. It's effective. It will make you change behavior with a mild, tiny shock that's more odd and, and kind of funny than it is like, it's not painful. It's just weird, which I can relate to. Pavlok is offering 40% off to all my listeners on any existing product by visiting Pavlok.com slash N-E-A-L and using code N-E-A-L at checkout. That's P-A-V-L-O-K.com slash Neal and then type Neal at checkout for 40% off. Pavlok, I Put it on Netflix. Hey, you know how I feel about tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. All right, let's make fun of some people. Travis Scott doing stadiums. You know, you, you write that thing writes its own its own jokes. You know what I mean? I can't even I can't with you people. I can't. Basketball is back. Neil likes basketball. Also, somebody told me what Jordan Poole said to Draymond. Again, see me in person. I may let you know. I love basketball. I always have and I, I think I always will. Not not outgrowing it. Lakers are, Lakers are like, uh, are like the Transformers where they just keep adding people to, I guess Mark Wahlberg would be LeBron and then they add like, how about this guy? How oh, this guy's kind of hot. We'll throw that guy in there. boss, i'm i'm a i'm a lebron fan i've had good personal experiences again meet me in person meet me in temecula soccer aka football never gonna get me a woman named melinda is gonna be at the troubadour good for her that's her full name sons of the east sounds like a fake name Gus dapperton he looks like the the weirdo at your school comedy who's coming felipe esparza is a hilarious guy. I should have him on here. He's great. No, I should have. I should have. Hey, that's a good way. That's how I book people. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code BLOCKS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BLOCKS for $20 off. Game time. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. I'm telling you, it's guaranteed. All right, this is great. And I'm interested in this. Clean versus dirty comedy. Yes. You are a a You're just clean. You've always been clean. Can I ask you a question that's related and not related? Did you used to do, in the 80s, somebody told me that you would do, when you would headline a night or a weekend, you would do two different hours at 8 and 10. Is that true? Yes. That is so goddamn impressive.
1: Well, thank you. It was when one-man shows were starting to become a big thing. Yep. And there was pressure from people to say, write a one-man show, like like make it more of a theatrical Mm -hmm. kind of thing where... And I didn't want to do that because I like stand-up comedy the way it is. Yep. I like that you can talk about basketball in one minute and yep. talk about a restaurant in the next minute and, and it's okay. Yep. You know. So I didn't want to do a one-man show. But I thought, well, what could I do that would, might be interesting enough to be able to stay at a place for a longer period of time, a comedy club? And then I thought, well, I'll – and it was at that time where I was starting to write and ha- have more and more material. And I was like, well, I'm already kind of – I've already got like a few hours of stuff. So I decided to split it into two different one hours and I called it the idiot and the oddity. Uh, And I would make a calendar and I would go to like the improv in Washington, DC, and I would be, I would be there for a month and there would be calendars on the people's tables. And so if they came and saw my show at the end of the show I wanted the MC to say well if you liked what you saw Brian has a completely different hour and you could come back and see the other show you can check out the schedule tonight's was the idiot and and then you know it would be like second show Saturday would be the oddity or whatever yeah. and I had a, a schedule and it worked people would come back you know people would go wow we was good and then they would like bring friends and come back yeah. so it 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 worked in in a, in a short term way and people would come back but then the downside was, after people saw both, they would say, "Wow, we like both of those." Next time you come, are you going to have two new hours? And yeah. I'm like, "What am I doing to myself?" <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like to think I, I did a good thing here by offering two different one I hours. Was doing you a favor, <laughs> well, <laughs> audience, and so I, I just decided. I mean, I did that for maybe a, a half a year or something like that. And then I was like, I, I can't do this anymore because I, I want to be able to go back six months later and do a joke or two that I did the previous time yeah. and have you not go, wait a second, that was in that show. That's why I don't even title my tours. You know, People always say, title your tour, call it the, this tour, yeah, or that yeah. tour. I'm like, I don't want no title because a title suggests that that material That's the, yeah. is in that title. And if they come back two years from now- I want to be able to do two thirds new stuff and maybe one third that they've heard without them going, wait a second, that was in the other titled right. show. So I just want it to be Brian Regan on tour. I also think maybe less than
0: 10% people of people remember that you did it, but it does, it does stick with you where you're like, I don't want to, they still paid. I don't want to disappoint them. 90% of the people are like, yeah, I don't remember. Like people remember vaguely your bits, but I don't think they remember them. As specifically as we might believe they do. Hmm. Okay. So the clean versus dirty thing, do you feel like, what's
1: the downside for a clean comedian? Well, first of all, I wasn't always clean. When I first started, we used to be filthy. Well, I was never filthy, (laughs) but I, I, I had, you know, jokes. I had four letter word jokes and, uh. You know, I had some sexual references and stuff like that, but I was always like 80, 90% clean. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that was more interesting to me anyway. So I, I'm i out on the road and I'm I'm new to being on the road. And one reason why I decided to be clean was not because of any moral thing or I just, I feel like I have like this meticulousness in me that I wanted to be 100% something. So I'm like. I can be 100% clean. I I like the challenge of trying to see how hard I could get people laughing without hitting certain words and hitting certain topics. So it wasn't like I was trying to- uh, It wasn't like you dirty people. No, nothing, nothing, nothing to do with that. In fact, I love dirty comedy. I love comedians who are dirty as long as it's truthful and organic and that's what they do. So it was never a statement- It was just this is just how I want to do it, and um, and it ended up there was a nice byproduct to it. You know, people, more people, a lot of people like it because
0: it's clean, and they come out
1: game eight to eighty, right? They'll come out because of that, (laughs) and it's like okay, but that's not my intention. If you're coming out because that's one part of it that you like, that's fine. But I I never liked people leaning on that too much. In fact, to me, it's a negative. If somebody has not seen what, they, what I do and they go, oh, there's a clean comedian playing down the road, I would think a lot of people wouldn't want to go see it. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. they're going, I don't want to go see some yeah, yeah. candy so ass comedian. You know, um, Whereas if they went, they might laugh right. or, or yeah. probably would laugh and have a good time and not even think about whether it was clean or not. You know? Yeah. You don't want to be boxed in. I don't want to be a thing. I don't want to be a guy. I don't want to be a guy on a white horse. Yeah. You know, and follow me. Clean is better than dirty. I, yeah. It's never been about that for me. Yeah. And it bothers me when some people think incorrectly that that's my mission statement. You know? Yeah. I w- it, when you were doing your four letter word jokes, <laughs> would you, uh,
0: would you, would it feel different? Meaning, did you notice like, I don't like doing these because I have a like section of my act right now where I'm like, this is like the red light. Like this is we're getting into like a sort of darker area of my act. Like energetically, it's like a little more the like Mm -hmm. the audience, like a little more like, ah, did you feel different doing dirtier jokes or did it not make a difference?
1: That's a good question. I, I, I felt like me not doing dirtier, dirty jokes was more truthful for me. It was, it was more of how I think. Yeah. I had a, I had a dirty thing I used to close with uh, on my school routine. I did the whole school routine, and I used to close. I'll do it for you. Uh, you have to. Legally, you have to. <laughs> it's got a four-letter word in it. Okay. So I don't know if people want to you know, stop listening right now. <laughs> so it was about diagramming sentences. And I said, I grew up in Miami, Florida. We had a new kid who had moved down from New York City, sat next to me in class. And the teacher was teaching about diagramming sentences. She said, all right, we're going to learn how to diagram sentences. Does anybody here know how to diagram a sentence? And this kid next to me said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And the teacher was like, whoa. Uh, And I say she got flustered. She didn't know how to handle it. She goes, oh, oh, okay, big guy. Why don't you see if you can't come up here and diagram that for the class? And I say, that was a bad move because he knew how. So he went up to the board and he grabbed the chalk and he goes, all right, um, what is the noun here? The noun is you. It's understood. So that goes in parentheses. And now what do you do? What is, what is the action? You fuck. You fuck is the action. Go is a helping verb. So that goes down here. It helps fuck. Now, you fuck whom? Who receives that action? Yourself. So that goes over here. So Mrs. Andrews, you, you fuck, you go fuck, you go fuck yourself. And puts the chalk down. And I used to close with that. Yeah, of course. And it would kill. It would kill. Yeah. And then when I had the opportunity to do my first special, Showtime special. I was Showtime RIP. They're out of
0: business as of like 3 months ago. Do you know really? that? No, I didn't know they're that. They're literally out. They they're gone. I did not Take know that. Take the app off your phone. I did it 3 wow. days ago. They ain't coming back.
1: Okay. Well, your special, you own I own your special. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was going to do my first special, yep. right? That was how that whole bit closed, the whole school routine, and I just decided I wasn't going to do it. I, it was like a line in the sand moment. For the showtime, you were not going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, even though I knew it would kill- It's your kill. It's your closer, yeah. To me, I was like, I, I had to decide at that point, all right, now I'm going to be going out there into the public. My whole act was clean up until that closing thing, and, then, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, even though- maybe more people would have been aware of me or heard about me because of the bit or whatever yeah. and I'm like i'm just gonna go completely clean and see what happens and did, what'd you close with frick you you frick you go f- no i didn't huh.
0: did were, were you doing was easy out in that bit in that yeah, yeah, hour yeah, yeah 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 brian would do a bit <laughs> about uh again i'm I, you have so many bit like sitting with me, i'm like oh my god he easy out uh
1: little league you're up at bat and And the kids on the other team yelling i I said it was hard enough being up to bat you know i'm nervous I, i don't know what i'm doing and then the kids on the other team yelling easy out easy out everybody move in easy out and i'm like they're walking towards me i say uh the outfielders were in on the clay the infielders are looking through my pockets." Easy out, <laughs> easy out. Hey, that's my gum.
0: <laughs> I would also I re- watch you do this. Jim Gaffigan owes you a debt of gratitude for his <laughs> like. Well, you're such a huge influence. It's <sighs> incredible. Um, yeah, it's dude. It's like you could cook up a, an anger fantasy if you wanted to. <laughs> I have some good news. It's it's grounds for an anger fantasy.
1: Um, well, now I'm you know that two part of my brain i'm like god should i have done that diagram sentence because there are people out there who like you know I, and i'm I clean and i'm like would they watch that and then be disappointed you know
0: that's the fifth best bit you've done here <laughs> as far as i'm concerned like uh, it's it's i i remember i think i saw it live and it killed but i let lo- easy out
1: all the other stuff well there you, know, you go hey so hey, hey hey one reason why going out of other direction yeah
0: but there's no you don't judge yourself for being a clean comedian you you just wish that you it seems like people read into it and you're like there's nothing to it other than it's my preference but you don't think you still think like richard Pryor's pretty good and dave's pretty sure. good and
1: chris is pretty good and burr and patrice and like absolutely yeah absolutely in fact, I have this analogy, but it sounds incredibly self serving go the Beatles are clean, yeah, okay, yeah, what if every interview they did, people go, "Why do you guys write clean? What is it about being clean that's so important to you Beatles what you all your songs are clean is is it a, a if 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 everybody just kept the drum beat of why are you so clean? wouldn't people go that has nothing to do?" With it's the, not a barometer it's of just, anything yeah they're just songs you yeah. know they might happen to be clean but yeah. that's not the point of them yeah so that's the way i feel about the comedy i totally agree it's like people like crowd work and you're
0: like well they we, i want to see you be funny on the spot why how did you come up with that as a barometer for how funny i am <laughs> it's or people go like you know they improv a lot of that movie you know who doesn't improv at all woody allen shakespeare i don't know they seem to do pretty well from what i could tell but no there's no improv the problem with shakespeare is not enough improv and still it had a nice end result. yeah like a real nice yeah they ended up i mean woody allen you know whatever Cozy up in style this fall with the unmatched comfort of Me Undies has the softest and most breathable underwear and loungewear that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Whether you're on the grind during the work week or posted up on the couch watching this podcast or something else streaming, Undies is here to keep you comfy. They just sent me some Undies and I'm wearing them right now. And uh, it feels pretty, pretty smooth, soft. It's a nice fabric. They have finally figured out anatomy. You know what I mean? Things certain things go in certain places where it used to just be like it used to just be like a napkin. That a napkin with a with a waistband was kind of how underwear was until fairly recently. So thank you, Me Undies. Me Undies has style for everyone, from all black classics to fun seasonal prints and modern geometric shapes. Me Undies has a wide range of cuts that'll fit your style. They got versatile loungewear. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring cozy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. Me undies signature tense micromodal fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. thought they were going to say uncle. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfortable for an ideal all-day wear. It's breathable. Undies fabrics are light and breathable to help regulate your body temperature so you stay cool and comfy. And it's responsibly sourced. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. They have a problem-free philosophy. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on Me Undies. To get 25% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com N-E-A-L. That's MeUndies.com slash N-E-A-L. For 25% off, that's nice. Plus free shipping, undies, Comfort from the outside in. <laughs> this line anxiety.
1: I like this. I've, I've never seen it uh, like in a book or anything like that. I have self-diagnosed myself with having line anxiety. I have, it's one of the most difficult things in my life are lines. Not long lines. I'm fine with a long line. It has to be, uh, it has to be fair, and it has to be uh, clear. It has to be clearly marked, and it has to be fair. If it's not both of those, it puts me in a position of: Am I going to have to say something if somebody's stepping into a line that? I think this is the line. Other people are jumping in front. It, it forces me to be assertive. It forces me to make the decision: Am I going to squelch this and let the person step in front of me? Am I Have to say something. Are you going to have to be a vigilante? Correct. And I've had my moments where I've snapped at situations where I'll give you an example. It used to be you could check in at the gate, right at the airport. Yep. Instead of out front, you could go to the gate and check in. So you're,
0: you're a million years old. Is that how old you
1: are? <laughs> You're a mill- You just celebrated his millionth birthday, guys. I'm not talking about the. Air- I'm talking about to get on a stagecoach.
0: <laughs> yep, you have uh-huh. to check in to get on the yeah, stagecoach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would t- be a varmint. You t- and you. Do- <laughs> yeah,
1: there'd um, be a grizzly old man <laughs> with a shotgun. So there would be, uh, you know, a place for two reservationists, but only one was working one time. So there's a long there's a line of like 12, 15 people to check in with the reservationist. And then another reservationist came up. Now there's two reservationists. There's one line. So the next person in line goes and stands, Be gets served by the reservationist. The line doesn't move over into between them. It's, it, it's still over here, but everybody understands that this line is now forking at the next available. Uh, it's
0: understood, we think.
1: So this business traveler this woman walks around walks past everybody in line and then just goes and stands right behind this guy over here and now my heart you know i'm i'm having internal turmoil because i'm thinking the person in the front it's his responsibility to he's the line monitor he's got to go no, no no there's a line here he doesn't say anything nobody says anything i'm like eight back and i can't let it go and i have to go excuse me We have a line here. You got to raise your voice. You got to like, hey. Well. Yeah, you're eight back. I'm like, excuse me. We've got a line here. And she turns and she goes, I'm in this line. And I said, oh, okay. (laughs) I said, so you think we're all stupid? (laughs) None of us are smart enough to see the the short line. We're all stupid over here. You know, like, because I get my moments where I have to like, And then she like reacted, said, "Oh," and then went and got behind the line. But even after that moment, I still don't feel good because, like, I had to. I had to. Now I'm the guy that you know yelled, and so I've had situations like that over and over in my life where it's lines that are unclear, and you know, boarding a plane. I had it today. Boarding a plane, the funnel. Yes, and who's gonna? There's. I
0: was talking to somebody last week. The when I think about like when we were like, you must travel a lot. That must be hard or whatever. All I, the only thing I, the worst part about flying for me is going through TSA because as like growing up Catholic, and I just already feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> and then there's different rules. Sometimes, yeah, scissors. Come on through <laughs> who we welcome scissors at this franchise yes, this at this TSA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wa- yeah. Like, bub- yeah, water, cough syrup. No, no cough syrup. This we're anti-cough syrup. You had last week. I got popped for having two different cough syrups where they're not, it's mercury. It's, it's iron supplements. Cause I'm vegan. So I got it. You know what I mean? I got to i gotta get it somewhere else but i had two different one was 4.6 ounces and just like I, this is so fucking humiliating mm-hmm. why are we doing this and then then you're into the lines how about boarding zones when you're when you're sta- when we're all standing now you're looking at a couple guys that are boarding zone one and that's from putting in the work right not because we're super wealthy. We just we just happen to fly a lot. You've been flying since you could check in at the gate. Right. So you got a mil- you're a million miler on a lot of airlines. Yeah. But when you're all standing and they go boarding group one and you see people starting to move and you go, I don't think you're boarding group one. And then they move up a little bit, then they stop, but now they're in your way. And then you have to be like a cocky businessman.
1: But it's life is rife with those. And the, the two choices are let it go. I'm going to get on a plane. What does it matter if this guy got in front of me? Yep. Let it go. That doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. And then the other option is say something and that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have line anxiety because <laughs> those are the only two options that are available. And yes. both of them don't feel good. How do you like going to other people's
0: shows? And figuring out tickets and laminates and wristbands. Do you like that? Because I don't. Right. It's a similar thing.
1: Status. Ah, Directions. Infrastructure. I remember going. I was performing at a comedy club. A whole group of people were going to go to a bar afterwards. So I get there, but I'm not with the group. And there's a long line of people. Mm-hmm. To go in mm. <laughs> and I don't see any of the people that I know. I figured they're already in there and I don't know. Did they say they were from the comedy club? Am I supposed to say something? I'm in line that looks like it's going to be 45 minutes before I ever get And in if there. you
0: say you're the comedian, you're an asshole. That's and if what you stand I did, in line. I got out
1: of line and I went up to the bouncer and I said, I don't know if it matters, but uh I'm performing over at the improv down the road and the guy goes uh, you're right it doesn't matter okay i was just that's why i asked i didn't i, I didn't know I, if it mattered or not but now that i know it doesn't matter i'm gonna go get back in line yep see you in 40 minutes <laughs> i'll be back up here <laughs> I'm going to go find my
0: place yep. in the back of the line there. I didn't know if it mattered and it didn't. So <laughs> it didn't. I, it was
1: a, you it made was it clear a, to me. It was, a, it was binary. It was either going to matter or it wasn't, and it didn't. And that's now I, now I have the information I need to know where I should go stand, <laughs> and that's in the back of
0: this long line. And then, this may have been before cell phones, but when you finally got in, they were like, well, you should have why said didn't you something. Tell, why
1: didn't you tell them? Yeah.
0: This is why um, I don't do anything. this is why i just stay home Mm because it's too much it's too much It's too much get it man yeah you get it you understand why i'm a shut-in this
1: didn't surprise me when i read it but it can't hear well yeah i have a hearing uh i should wear my hearing aids all the time i go through periods where i'll wear them for a week and a half and then i'll stop wearing them i'm not wearing them right now thank you for trusting me I I figured we would Raw be close target. enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the difficulty for me is in loud environments when there's like ambient noise or whatever, and um, go to a hockey game, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and people, somebody next to you is talking to you. I can't, I can't hear it, and it's really hard because I'm a comedian. I'm hanging around with comedians who are saying funny things, and I can't hear what they're saying, and I have to guess when to laugh, and uh, it's just. I find myself more and more withdrawing from social situations because of the hearing and this hearing app thing I have, you know, it says like speech and noise, like there's supposed to be a, a setting for that, but it doesn't right. right. It doesn't help.
0: Like, no, there's another one like outdoor <laughs> motorcycles, and you're like, what? It, how?
1: Right. <laughs> how are you coming to these categorizations? Right. You know, there, there should be like a setting. You know, like um loud noises in the back, but person next to you telling you subtle comedy story. Uh huh. You know, it's, oh, I need this one. Dry humor. Dry humor. <laughs> I need to hear dry humor at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> And because of that, it's like, I I don't want people to think I'm not a good audience. You know, if somebody says something funny, I want to laugh. It
0: raises the point of like what we consider someone being weird or an asshole is just their own worry. They're deficient or they're not even deficient. Like you have a problem that reads as it's like most people that are weird are just anxious. Or, or they—they they are, are people that drink a lot. They're just—they have a lot of anxiety, and that's how they. Everyone's just trying to deal with the, the thing, mm-hmm. and it's not like you have yeah, Reagan. not coming, because you know, <laughs> 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 uh,
1: <laughs> no, right, antennas <laughs> coming out of his ears. <laughs> Yeah, like but, but they don't know. That's what's worse. Of course. They don't know why.
0: And you also don't want to be known as that. Right. So you don't want to be like, are we all speaking up? What are we <laughs> Where's the venue? You need to stand in front
1: of me <laughs> and you need to yeah. yell at me.
0: Send me a blueprint <laughs> <laughs> of the the area yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and i'll find the most the, yeah. the most acoustically Acoustical, yes uh safe place for me to stand to be able to have a conversation with you people
0: yeah life is very uh awkward and un- there's just a lot of ways in which it's harder than we act like it is
1: and a lot of times it's a it's a group you know three or four people standing around in a loud place and it's like I, i'm just like i don't want to be here yeah. It, it, not that I don't like the people. I just, I can't hear. I, I don't know what anybody's saying. And it it's very, very frustrating.
0: I sympathize. I sympathize because, like, yep, I get it. That would be, I can totally understand. I get, when I can't hear someone, my first instinct is at annoyance at them for not, like, for not, for whatever. Or, or like, why are, and it might be my hearing's bad, but I'm still mad at them. It's kind of why old people are so crotchety i think (laughs) is
1: because like everything's broken (laughs) when i was a kid there was a friend of mine's dad would sometimes drive us home from school and he was very soft-spoken like so we're in the back seat and he was very soft-spoken the guy's dad and he would ask me questions that i couldn't hear but he's like an authority figure and i didn't want to tell him i couldn't hear and I would guess at answers, like from the, he'd be in the front going, So Ryan, is I gonna go back to him?" And I go, Well, you know, you never know. You know, trying to like pick the vaguest response, and you go, I heard that you, just <laughs> <say it>. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. You have to go, like, What could he have heard? <laughs> right. What are the things he could have heard? I don't know, I can't... I, three I three, say yes? Three-syllable
0: right? thing that he may have heard about <laughs> Right? <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: kind of. <sighs> yeah. And then I would just l- wait to get out of the car. like uh, Yeah, and just hope he but never... But too uncomfortable to tell the guy, I can't hear you. Yeah,
0: because you feel bad for him. You feel bad for yourself. You, it's just not... There's so many problems. <laughs> it's like you ever... You ever, uh, when they talk about China, just as a country, like they don't, they can't, the internet's closed, they can't, everyone's can't. It's like, what would you do if you had a 1.3 billion people? What would you do? I sympathize with China. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'd do it. Maybe I wouldn't give everybody the internet. Maybe I wouldn't, maybe I would murder someone if they said anything bad about me. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of people. This shit could get wily soon. So let's, I'd say I China's like a 70s parent where they just like, we're, you're locking, you're locked up. They were soldering people in during COVID, they were welding people into their houses at the start of COVID. <laughs> i don't know they got a lot of people they clearly they got it maybe they have dude, they know stuff about 1.3 billion people we don't know
1: maybe that's what the, the kind of stuff he was asking so brian <laughs> you, you think they should be soldering people into their homes <laughs> hey,
0: hey, maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah I don't know maybe sir <laughs> you never know when you said he's an authority figure i had the thought i kind of feel like you think everyone's an authority figure. <laughs> most
1: people because you just like deferential naturally there's a weird hierarchy in life i was as another line thing a line and a hierarchy thing in line at starbucks at an airport and uh you know 20 people in line waiting patiently for their turn to get whatever they're gonna get and a pilot walked up and said excuse me everybody and he just walked past he goes i'm just getting pumpkin bread excuse me everybody excuse me I just stepped in front of everybody excuse me just getting pumpkin bread and walked right up to the cash register and ordered his pumpkin bread and said all right thank you all and then walked off did he pay for it yeah yeah he paid for his pumpkin bread but not waiting patiently like everyone else and I, you know i it was one of those moments where i didn't say anything you know like um That's we a- all just want something too yeah and we have to go i don't do are, do
0: are we all unemployed to you? <laughs> right. Like, are you the only
1: one that has a job where you have to be there on time? We all have places to be. You got to go sit in your, you know, the flight deck, and we have to sit in the plane seats. We're we're all we're all living life. You you know the the difficulty of all these things. There's
0: a there's a Reddit thread. I don't know if you're on Reddit, but it's just like you pick subjects that you like, and then they just feed you people's posts about it's and you might like it but there's one called am i the asshole okay and so that's most of our and some of the people are like i'm 70 did i do this wrong (laughs) am i the asshole my stepsister (laughs) wants to come to my daughter's party but she was mean we'll never know i don't think anyone ever i don't think people die and go like I figured I know how to do everything.
1: I believe that there is – etiquette used to be like a, a big thing and then it fell by the wayside. Like yes. it was seen as this stodgy, like right. uh, old school, who cares whether your napkin is on the right or on the left. And, and, and But I, I think there needs to be a resurgence of etiquette discussions. Right. Um, just because we're all trying to live together in this world. And there's all these little things that are vague that nobody knows what the rule is. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, what's cool? Um, Guy I'm working with, Stephen Rogers, got on a flight. And, uh, you know, the two uh, electric plugs. Yep. The guy next to him was using both of them. Mm -hmm. He had his phone in one and the computer in the other one as he sits down. And he's like, is it first come, first serve? Or is it one plug per person? There's no rule. Yeah, there's no. no, They don't announce it. There's no placard. Yeah. You know, and and so who gets to decide what's cool or not? I mean, most people I've talked to about that says it should be one plug per person. Well, there's a bigger issue, which is half of them don't work.
0: Right. And they're also tilted like this a little bit. So they they just do just uh, erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Just like boop, boop. (laughs) <laughs> falls out falls out so the, and then and then there's another problem where you got to twist it to even catch the electricity i mean there and then there's steven's problem
1: so he the, the other guy's probably like i've been trying to find plugs that'll work yeah my whole day and i finally got two and i'm going to use them yeah you know so I, i'm not saying one person is right and one person's wrong i'm just saying there are all kinds of situations like this in life where what's the etiquette and there needs to be a public forum You know to discuss what what do you think what do you think so at least people have an idea of what other people think yeah because people are just making behavior decisions on what they think is fair and just assume that because they think it's fair that's what the rule should be yeah i mean
0: it's it is a disorganized that's the problem of uh it's a long way to go but atheism (laughs) no i know I really went pretty long with that. I threw it as far meaning pumpkin bread went to I know, China. I know. And then this is going to <laughs> atheism. See, I'm a big thinker, Regan. Uh meaning people need more guidance than we thought they did. Like we thought, like, no, nah, we don't need religion. We need religion. We do. We need we need rules. We need laws. Like, oh, if we don't prosecute uh uh stealing from CVS, people will be cool about it. Nope people were not cool about it they're just going in and doing supermarket sweeps and just taking everything off the counter now so that all the razors are locked up
1: most things are locked up at CVS. Rich Hall had a great joke when there were riots in the past and there was looting and uh they had helicopter shots of uh cars going to places to loot and you know people are throwing rocks and stuff through the windows and going in and walking out with tv sets yet in the parking lot people were putting on their blinkers (laughs) and driving around (laughs) and parking properly the looting they're not sad there's got to be some kind of rules yeah there's got to be some decorum yeah park properly then loot then put your blinker on and get back on a road looting it's not a riot
0: (laughs) please Hmm. um Yeah, so I don't as much as I'd like to believe that people can self can self regulate. uh, It's not. I'm getting the impression we can't. (laughs) Uh, Social obligations. This is another one that's big for me. Which ones do you
1: enjoy? Any of them? Sure. You know. I I, yeah. But what's weird? Being a comedian is your calendar is available to everyone, so. I'm always getting calls going, uh, you know, I know you're off this weekend, you know, no one else's calendar is publicly available. So like the president, right. And, um, and like sports people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, I see you're going to be in town. So there's no, and, and I love socializing at certain times, but not all the time, Yeah. you know, and, uh, and you don't want to have to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's challenging living in Las Vegas. I live in Las Vegas, and other people don't check in with you about when they're going to come to Vegas. <laughs> Everybody goes to Vegas when they want to go to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and they think that you are like a firefighter, and like in your <laughs> cot, and then they come to town, and you're supposed to slide down the pole and socialize with them. You know, like, uh-huh. well, we're here, yep. and it's like- And also know where to take them. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: what's a fun place and what's a good way well, have a good brunch over there.
1: Exactly. And so as much as I like to hang out, it's there's always somebody, you know, in Las Vegas always. And you can't always say yes. And they don't realize, well, this is a constant. And I mean, some people get it, but a lot of people don't fully understand.
0: Well, it. the other, I have a good lie for you. Okay. Privates. You're doing a private gig, doing a private corporate. Ah. not gonna be in town but then you got to kind of lay low right you know what i mean you could don't go near the strip right you You gotta gotta be yeah
1: seen don't go to the machine gun range uh, yeah that you
0: that you love you love the machine gun (laughs) place at the south of the strip you're there two or three nights a week still right sure yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. still teach um (laughs) I do Uh, both. I'm a student and I teach. (laughs) I'm not good at either. No. Um, Yeah. No. I'm with you. I'm with that. The expectations. All I can say for you is that you've milked anxiety for some excellent material. Thank you. Like that. So it isn't. It isn't all anguish. I'll say that. I mean, maybe it is all anguish, but there is an upside, which is you can like then harvest
1: it for and then you can sell it to have that outlet makes i don't want to say life is a, a difficult thing i i know I, but I, it's I, just I, like weird yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. I, I love being alive i love yeah. friends i love family i you know I, I i life is wonderful but there are uncomfortable things that it's great to have comedy as an outlet if something weird happens to you, you can at least go well maybe this can become a bit yeah you know and uh
0: and then you get to be like the spokesman for that. You're like the spokesman for
1: the people. Like this is bad. This is a bad system. Yes. And here, here. And the reaction from the audience makes you feel like, well, wow, you've hit a nerve. You know, like a lot of people feel this way. So.
0: Yeah. And then you become like, you're like the, you're speaking for them. And then you can start a cult. <laughs> See how I jump. Um I have two big questions at the end. Well, one of the things, have you done it? How have you gotten, how have you gotten better at being in at being yourself? Has it gotten more pleasant to be Brian Regan in the last 30 years, 40 years, minute to minute? Have you figured out anxiety?
1: any issues you have? I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a constant quest. You know, it's like, uh, I was with a group of friends recently and they were playing the. If you only had one word to describe yourself, what would you say? And I said, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody else had positive, you know, I'm, I'm resourceful. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm strong. Resilient. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think I'm fitting into I'm this my game best properly. Friend. Is that too many words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think we're playing the same game. I'm uncomfortable. And then when I said it, it was sort of like a, uh, like it was like a, like a downer, Um, you know? And I'm like, well, you at, I'm trying to be honest here. Yeah. You know? And then I said, I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) viral."
0: And you punched the guy in the face. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's about right. And maybe it hasn't, like I said, maybe you're not supposed to be comfortable, but I would like you to enjoy, you enjoy your,
1: uh, talent and success level, right? When when I went. When I'm on stage, it feels like a million bucks. I got a room full of people who, you know, they came out to kind of see the goofy stuff I think about. And if I get them going, it feels tremendous. And, um, and I, I like life off stage too. You know, that's, I, I feel like I'm over. No, I don't think the downside of, of, um, you know, and there's a lot of times, you know, my girlfriend is hanging out. It's beautiful experiences and, uh, um, uh, like being on a golf course, and you know, th- th- there's a lot of stuff about life that is wonderful.
0: Yeah, great. And is there what is what would be your like goal for yourself? Like, what's your like blue sky perfect
1: goal? Maybe not attainable, but like, man, that would be really cool if I could get there. As much as I like doing stand up comedy, I have ideas for other projects that I I want to do. I'm probably a lot of people in show business do. Yeah. And I've yet to really been able to get the planets lined up with other people going, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. My ideas are all weird. They're all weird and quirky and off the beaten path. And uh, when I pitch them occasionally to people, you know, you get the, well, you know, that's not not what we have on our network. And to me, I would go, oh, oh, that's good. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. But it's not a good thing to them. And so – To think of ideas that are unusual, it's a tough sell. And I would love to uh, have a part of my career where I'm creating projects and things. I have ideas for documentaries, movies, animation projects, game shows, like all these ideas that I'd like to pursue. Um, And so that would be a big thing for me to not only have a body of work as a stand-up comedian, but to maybe have some stuff out there that's a little bit different. Some of it you could just make yourself. Might start doing that.
0: Documentary for sure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't cost that much. We're making one right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technically, <laughs> hey, I should like take this in and go. Wh- oh. I should do something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's like literally not hard. Like you really could. As like, yeah, just ask. Like a. This is hard. Look how many cameras. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five Put cameras. It, yes, you think I could do
0: that? <laughs> yeah, I really may. Yes. I think so. (laughs) Um, Brian Regan, guys, go watch his stuff. One of the greats, truly. I mean, we always we say lightly, yeah. One of the greats. This guy is so fucking funny. It's a everyone I know would go uh, like, oh fuck, Brian Regan, like the best comedian. He's one of the best. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Means a lot to me. Very very uh, nice, high compliment. Thank you. Yes, Brian Regan
0: shake your hand shake my hand shake my hand (laughs) brian brian can you hear me (laughs) brian